It appears somebody broke into the Twisted Lair and left all these ghouls' bodies laying around me. And it's a shame because my book of stories is clear across the other side of the room. Oh wait, what am I talking about? I'm an interdimensional being! I can just make shit appear in my hands! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to give you episode 7 tonight of Flurries. All of us met up one by one after we got over the barricade. Remember what I said, no one kills any of these things unless I give the cue. Well, what's the cue? She reached on her side, pulling out her flashlight and clicking it on and off. Real quick, real simple, no more than once, so keep your eyes focused on me. That shouldn't be too hard. Cecilia rolled her eyes in response to the flirting comment he made. We aren't far from the clothing aisle, we'll go over there first, then make our way over to the boots to get everyone geared up. Let's not make this seem like it's a shopping spree. Know what size you guys wear before we go over there. Don't forget we have ghouls roaming the store. Stu, once you get what you need size-wise, I'm going to need you to help me stand guard. Stu nodded in response. Good, now that we all know what we need to do, follow my lead. She took off down the hallway from the gardening section where we were. I followed her leaving Dominic and Max in the middle and stew behind. We passed the scented candles aisle, taking a right turn, then left to head up toward the clothing aisle. Before we made our way into the aisle, Cecilia stopped crouching down. I'm going to make my way around and see if there are any creatures nearby. If there isn't, I'll flash my light, and you guys can get what you need. Once everyone is done getting what they need, I'll meet you back here. Then we'll get some boots. Be sure to get some face masks and heavy jackets. What about you though? You aren't wearing one. I have one in my bag. I got everything I need. You guys worry about what you need. You've had time to plan while you were out, didn't you? She responded with a smile to him. Give me a few minutes. Remember, keep an eye on me. She took off into the dark aisle, leaving us behind. I looked over at the group to notice Dominic favoring his arm a lot more. Hey, are you going to be okay, buddy? It's just this pain, that's all. It seems to be getting worse. Just hang in there. We're going to get out of here. I looked back toward the hallway where Cecilia disappeared, waiting for the signal, but nothing came yet. I hope Max was right. Being the realist I am, I wasn't able to share the same optimism. Stu and I got to see inside of one of these creatures and still yet all of them are different. We now knew how to kill them. But what Max was talking about earlier with this being an alternate timeline, I'm starting to think he might be right. I've lived in this state for more than half of my life and I've never seen anything like this. The light we were waiting on came from a distance. Stu placed a hand on my shoulder, bringing me out of my daze. Looks like it's time to go. Stu stepped in front of me making his way toward the clothing aisle. I followed behind in line with everyone else, gathering everything I needed changing out of my clothes and into winter gear. Once I got everything I needed, I circled back around to meet up with Cecilia. Well, look who finally looks prepared. I wouldn't say prepared is the right word to use. Having second thoughts. I just don't want anyone else to die. If this goes south all of us could die and I don't want that to happen. Well, it doesn't help matters any that you wanted to go up on the roof by yourself. I still think I should, and you should stay down here to help protect everyone. Ryder. No, 
It's something that I should only have to do alone. I'm not trying to prove anything to anyone. What about what Stu said about the creatures being on the roof? I could easily peek my head up to see if there's any up there. And if there is? I'll deal with it. Just like you dealt with Bobby and the other ghoul that grabbed you, we can't afford to have you die. If this thing is global like we're suspecting, then you may be one of the only doctors left alive on the planet. So, you being alive is the main priority. I think being alive is the main priority for everyone. Max made his way back over to us. Everything okay here? Yeah, Ryder's just being dumb that's all. Nothing has changed plan-wise. Good. I wasn't going to fuss with Cecilia anymore. She wasn't going to let me go up on the roof by myself no matter how much I fought her. A few more minutes passed and Dominic and Stu met back up with us. Dominic seemed to be moving slower than normal. Are you sure you're okay? I'm fine just a little sore is all. I had a hell of a time trying to get into these clothes with one arm. Alright, we need to make our way to the shoe area to get some boots, then we head out to the receiving area. Has anyone come in contact with any ghouls? No, I haven't seen any yet either, but it seems to be too quiet. Do you guys think we're the only ones left alive? The odds aren't good. The last base we were in had a bunch of dead people in it. Yeah, and there's been no other sign of life besides the ghouls of course. Is everyone ready? Everyone in the group nodded, making our way through the clothing aisle and into the walkway leading to the shoe area. We stopped behind one of the displays in the middle of the aisle crouching down. Cecilia started to make her way down to the shoe area to make sure the coast was clear. After about five minutes or so passed, she came back. What's going on? It's not clear down there. The shoe aisle has a couple of ghouls. I came back before they were able to see me. Let's go take care of them. No, we may just have to sneak around these things being so close to the receiving area we might alert a horde again. What do you suggest we do? We're... Cecilia was cut off by looking behind us noticing that a ghoul was walking close to us. Dominic moved back in closer to the group, trying not to get noticed. Cecilia put her finger up to her lips telling us to be quiet. After the ghoul passed, we all started talking quietly, again. We cannot alert those things again. We need to save our ammunition. That last horde set me pretty low. I still have quite a bit in my bag if anyone needs any more. Like I said earlier, Either way, we can't alert anymore. We have to go about getting out of here quietly. Everyone nodded in response to her. So, like Max asked, what do you suggest we do? You guys are going to tell me what size boot you wear, and I'm going to grab them for you. We can't risk anyone getting caught. Let me go with you. No, you need to stay here for backup. Don't shoot unless you have to. Those boxes are a fairly decent size. You'll need someone to help you. I don't plan on taking the boxes. You guys are going to tell me what size you wear and I'm going to grab them out of the box for you. Alright, but at least let me watch guard for you. I can hand them to these guys. Just in case any more of those things come. You're persistent, aren't you? If it makes you happy then fine. I was a little taken back she didn't fight me on this. I made my way over to her in the front of the group. She placed a hand on my chest holding me back. If things get tough, you fall back behind the group. I can handle Ryder. Fine. If things get bad, I'll get back to the group. Now, what size boots does everyone wear? Everyone in the group gave her their size. Oh, but me seems how I was going with her. We proceeded down the hallway to the shoe aisle. Before we could enter Cecilia motioned for me to stay behind one of the entrances of the rack. 
I'm going to go in and flick my flashlight on and off to look for sizes. If I can find a certain size, everything else should fall in line. If you see the flashlight flicker a lot it means get back to the group. Got it. She started down the aisle flicking the flashlight on and off. I wasn't able to see much of her. From what I could see was from her flashlight getting turned on and off every so often. I happened to notice a ghoul pacing back and forth at the end of the aisle. She cautiously moved down the aisle, grabbing her first pair of boots from the shelf, trying to make as little noise as possible. She came back handing me a pair of boots. These are Dominic's. I stepped back pointing at Dominic for him to come and get his boots and he did. I made my way back over to her as she scanned the shelf for more shoes. The farther away she got the more worried I was getting. She flipped her flashlight on and off to show where she was. I got even more scared and almost started to take off toward her when I heard a goal. It was followed up by her grunting and a few stabbing noises. She clicked her flashlight on, again, exposing her location. She made it to the end of the aisle, but I heard shuffling noises and more slashing. Shortly after she came back over to me, she took back off down the aisle. I turned around, motioning for the others to come back over my way. Max was the first one to join back up in the group. She's quick with this. He slipped his boots on. She's already killed two of them. Max laced his boots up, standing back up. I thought she said we weren't supposed to. Before I could answer she made her way back into the conversation. It's clear you didn't listen to me. I said, no one kills unless it was on my command. I also said I didn't want anyone killing anything unless you have to. Both those ghouls were unavoidable. Cecilia handed me two pairs of boots and I handed Stu his, slipping mine on. Did you happen to see if there were any more ghouls down that way? Not from what I could see. There's not much light in here since the emergency backup lights kicked off. There's been a whole lot of nothing in here but death. That's another reason why we're trying to get out of here. That and Dominic's arm, of course. Now that everyone is suited up, we should make our way to the receiving area. Everyone in the group nodded. We started making our way down the walkway toward the receiving area. We stopped at another display near the dog food aisle, crouching down. I'll scout ahead to see what we're up against. These things have to be coming in from somewhere. Stay here and expect me back in five minutes. Before anyone could respond, she took off down the dog food aisle. We all turned around hearing footsteps behind us, seeing another creature walking around. We all moved around to the other side of the display letting the ghoul pass. Luckily, it didn't notice us. That was too close for comfort. Yeah, it was. I could have probably taken it down with my knife but didn't want to risk the odds. A few minutes passed and Cecilia came back up the dog food aisle. Why are you guys on this side? One of those things came from that way. I pointed behind us. Shortly after you left. Glad to see you guys did as I asked. But I also have some more bad news. Just like Max said, these things are coming in from the back. I was able to count at least six just down by the receiving area door. That's not good. Any ideas? We're going to have to take them out one by one. Save our ammunition. I'm fine with that, but there's also something else I noticed. These things, unless they're a higher class one, don't really have a good instinct to them. What do you mean? I'm still covered in black blood from everything that happened, but that one that just came by didn't sniff me out. Yeah, you aren't wrong. It's almost like it was just kind of wandering. I wouldn't so much say that. 
I'm wondering something. Cecilia, do you mind if I'm used as bait? I'm sorry. Are you crazy? Not going to happen, Ryder. No, hear me out. If we can turn the corner here and I can sneak past these things one by one, it will prove my theory correct. And if you get caught, you could die. You aren't wrong, but at the same time, Cecilia might be able to pick these things off one by one easier if I'm used as a distraction. Everyone in the group fell silent, looking at one another. Are you sure about this? You can't be serious. You're going to let him do this. He could die. They aren't lying, you could. I don't think it's a good idea at all. This is dumb and you shouldn't do this. As we mentioned earlier, you could be one of the only doctors left alive. Let one of us go instead. No, it has to be me. Ryder, what are you thinking? Do this. He's gone mad. Stop him. Quiet. Do you want your chatter to alert those things? Look, I don't agree with this either. But he's right. If these things aren't good at using their instincts. Up until you come across one that's different. Then what? Cecilia put her finger over her lips, grabbing Max by the shirt. If you don't pipe down, I'm going to feed you to those things. It'll save all of us in the long run. Max jerked away from her grip, straightening up his shirt. Sorry, I just don't think it's right. It's not right. It's just one of our better options and the longer we sit here and debate the longer it's going to take to get out of here. So, let's get this done and over with. Stu, you have permission to shoot if things go south. Stu gave a nod as Cecilia started to walk down the dog food aisle. I followed behind her, with the rest of the group behind me. We took a left at the end of the dog food aisle, creeping our way over to the entrance to the receiving area. She wasn't kidding there was six ghouls total, just pacing back and forth, almost like they were all standing guard. The first one was over by the dairy area where the yogurt was normally kept. I looked over at Cecilia. She nodded as I proceeded over to the first ghoul. I stopped over by the air freshener, all waiting for it to turn around from its pace. I made my way over to the dairy section, looking back at Cecilia following not far behind me. The ghoul turned back around creeping over to me. I stood up from my crouching position. Hey, ugly! The ghoul looked over at me with its green eyes, but before it could take off running Cecilia bounced like a tiger on its prey. The ghoul was taken down. Cecilia grabbed it by its shoulders, flipped it over, and proceeded to stab it multiple times in the chest. She made her way over to me crouching back down. Are you okay? I'm good. She was getting good at this. She didn't get any black blood on her this time. So far, my idea seemed to work. I crept over to the cooler in the center of the aisle, popping my head up to see where the other ghoul was. I made my way over to him over by the milk, tapping the beast on the shoulder. This time Cecilia came up latching onto it covering the thing's mouth and stabbing it multiple times in the chest. Two down, four to go. Yeah. Where are the others? She pointed to the receiving area where we left Bobby. You saw them. They're in there. She flicked her flashlight on and off as the others made their way back over to us. Good job, guys. No, there's more. Four, right. Cecilia nodded her head. Same ordeal. You guys follow me but stay behind. Stu same thing as last time. Shoot to kill, but only if you have to. Keep an eye out for my flashlight. Stu nodded as Cecilia and I crouched back down making our way through the receiving area doors. The room before the break room was just as we had left it cold and dark. 
At least the stench from Bobby's body was gone. Bobby's body? I thought to myself sticking my head around the corner. Ryder. Agul grabbed my head tossing me into the room. I expected a loud growl to follow, but the only thing that did was slashing and blood gurgling sounds. Are you okay? She gave me a helping hand up. I'm good. That just took me by surprise is all. Cecilia flipped her light on, so we could see the room. Is that light going to be okay? No. She flipped the light back off. It will draw attention. What got your interest in this room? Bobby's body, it's gone. Cecilia flipped the light back on, then off. It was followed by footsteps leading into the area we were in. Damn it. The group met back up with us. Is everything okay? Yeah, we saw the light flicker back on and off. Yeah, sorry. I shouldn't have done that. We still have three to go. Hey, Stu, check this out. I flipped my flashlight on pointing it to the table where Stu and I did the autopsy. Bobby's body was 100% gone. I diced him up in pieces, so there was no way he could have just got up to walk away. The only thing left was a bunch of black blood on the table. How in the hell? Yeah, we were wondering the same thing. Stu made his way over to the table flipping his light on and examining it as well. Two things happened. These things either moved him, or they're eating their own kind. Judging from the blood, it was recent whatever it was. Max coughed a little bit, putting his head over his mouth. Dominic stepped away, holding back a dry heave as well. Okay, that's a disgusting thought. Yeah, I don't know what brought you to that conclusion, but let's not bring it up again. That's not the part that I'm worried about. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing too. Well... I hope I'm wrong, but I think I know what you two are thinking. If these things are eating their own, does that mean whichever one did now has the intellect of Bobby? Or does that mean he's somehow now in one of these things and using its body as its host? Alright. Max held his finger up in the air. The cannibal part was enough for me. I don't need conspiracies like that. Do you think we're going to be haunted by a ghost of Bobby? It's a trait an old race of people used to do. They would eat their fallen thinking it would give them strength. This is some Twilight Zone shit. Max's voice echoed in the room. Everyone turned their flashlights off as Cecilia darted across the room, pushing Max up against the wall and covering his mouth. Agul stuck its head in the room. The only thing I was able to see were the creature's green glowing eyes. Stu and I bent down in a crouching position, hoping this thing didn't somehow see one of us. It stomped into the room sounding like an undead thing should. I could only make out Cecilia's silhouette but saw enough of her stature to see she was stalking the creature. The creature looked down at Stu, but its legs were swept out from underneath it before it could do anything. She stomped down on the fiend's face right where its mouth was to make sure it didn't let out a growl, stabbing it multiple times in the chest. Holy shit! I think I just saw my life flash before my eyes. Thank you. You need to really learn to keep your voice down, Max. We still have two left. If one of these things so happens to let out a peep, it's going to alert the others. I can't let that happen. So, please keep your voice down if you want to get out of here alive. Ryder, turn your light on and go across the hall. I nodded doing what she said, flipping my flashlight on, going across the hall to the other side of the break room. I entered the other room to find a ghoul pacing back and forth. My light alerted the thing and Cecilia plunged over, tossing a chair in the ghoul's face, knocking it off balance causing it to fall to the ground for her to stab it. 
this one did let out a small growl. Shit. Behind you, Cecilia. The other ghoul took off running toward her, but it was met with two gunshots to the back, falling at her feet. Thanks, Stu. A smile came over her face. Stu came back over meeting up along with everyone else. I'd say the coast is clear in here. More of those things would have come out of the blue if they were nearby to hear those gunshots. So, proceed with your plan. The next part of the plan I didn't want to do, but it had to be done. I let out a sigh before starting over to the exposed bay door. Ryder, are you sure about this? Cecilia stepped in front of me stopping me. I looked over at the exposed door where snow was blowing in. The snow had to be at least three feet high now if not more. I looked back over at the group all of them were looking at me, but it was Dominic who I saw that was in a lot of pain that made me answer her. I am. It's the only way. Alright, then let's go. She started off toward the door, but I stopped her by putting a hand on her shoulder. No. This is something I'm doing alone. She stared at me with her bright blue eyes. A frown overcame her face. Damn you, Ryder, damn you to hell, fine, but you're going to need these. She handed me a pair of binoculars from her bag. You can't be serious? Ryder, remember what I said about the roof. I know it's been a while since we heard those noises, but it still holds true. Make sure you try and look for weak spots while up there. Will do. Come back in one piece, we need you. If I don't you guys have permission to shoot me right here. I pointed at my chest. All right then, do what you have to do. Cecilia sheathed her knives. I looked over at Max and he gave me a disagreeing head shake. You better come back. Otherwise, I'll make sure Stu will be the one to shoot you square in the chest. I wouldn't want it any other way. I started making my way over to the exposed door, stopping for a second looking out into the vast white wonderland. This was my home. This has been my home for as long as I can remember and now my home is under attack. Now, it was my turn to finally do something. I shut my eyes tilting my head back, looking up to the sky. I wasn't sure if there was a god or a higher power, but now here I am looking up hoping there is something, hoping that I am right about this. I took one step out of the door letting my foot dangle for a second. Behind me, I heard footsteps from my group watching me. I heard the sound of two firearms safeties going off. I took a small leap landing in the snow. All right. you did it? No, I looked down at my feet. The snow was almost up to my knees. I looked at my fully clothed hands, turning them side from side. I still felt normal. Ryder. I'm good. Proceeding forward. The snow made it hard to move, but somehow I managed. I took a right, walking to the side of the building over toward the yellow ladder on the side. I had never been so happy to finally see a ladder. When I finally made it over there, I shook it trying to get it to break free. Damn it! It was locked. I didn't think I would need a key to unlock a ladder on the side of the building. I hit the side of it trying to figure something else out. There was only one other thing to do at this point. I looked up at the ladder to see the cage was at the start of it, but eventually, it led to the regular ladder. I grabbed onto the side of the cage, making my way up it. After I put my second boot on the ladder it slipped off a little bit. Ah, come on! I held onto it with all of my might, forcing myself up the first half of the cage, climbing it, making it to the main part of the ladder. 
I started climbing the top of the ladder one step at a time, but with each step, my foot would slide. I had to remain focused, putting one foot in front of the other, looking down to make sure I didn't slip. One little slip would mean I would fall right into the cage and that wouldn't feel too good. One foot in front of the other, repeat. Finally, I was up high enough to where I could see the top of the roof. I peeked my head up, being relieved to see no ghouls on top of the building, but that just meant Stu was right. The roof was starting to come down. I pulled myself up getting on solid ground on the roof, looking down at my foot placement. So far, so good. I took one giant step forward and didn't hear anything. I was relieved, but not happy. This was like playing a game of chess. I put another foot out in front of me testing the roof stability, putting a little weight on it at a time. Once again, nothing. I let out a sigh looking forward ahead of me. I had at least a good six to eight more feet to go. This is it. I managed to survive all of this, and I'm going to die by falling through this damn roof. I shook my head pushing that thought away, putting another foot out, easing up on my weight once again, nothing. I let out deep breaths trying to control my breathing, trying not to go into a panic attack. I can do this. I got this. I put one boot in front of me, stepping down, eased in and nothing. I looked up in front of me the edge of the building was finally in sight. I only needed what looked like three more feet now. I placed a boot out, hearing a small crack from underneath my foot that sounded like ice cracking. I jerked my foot back to where it was before. Okay. So not going that way. I turned to the left and placed my boot out, easing into my weight and not hearing anything, and stepped forward. Just a few more feet. Ryder, you got this. You got this. Do it for your team down there. You're going to get them out alive. Not only that, but you'll finally get to go home and see your wife. I placed another boot outward, hearing more cracks. Damn it! I turned to the left a little placing my boot outward, again, hearing nothing, and stepped forward. I finally found myself at the end of the building. I reached into my backpack pulling out the binoculars Cecilia gave me scanning the lot for a truck. We would need a four-wheel drive truck for sure in this. Most of them normally say 4x4 on the side of them. Where are all the jacked up trucks with flags on them when you need them? I scanned the lot from the area which we'd have to walk to try and find something. At the end or close to the end of the lot was a Ford pickup that said 4x4 on the side. The snow was just barely over the tires, which told me it was jacked up a little. I put the binoculars away making my way back the way I came. Underneath me, I heard the sound of more ice cracking. Shit! I jumped over to the other side, but it started to crack as well. You got to be kidding me! I stepped forward, but it was the same thing. The only option I was left with was to run. I took off running across the roof of Walmart and lost my footing, sliding over to the other end where the ladder was. I managed to get up on the corner of the building to pull myself up and climb the cage. Feeling a sense of security by just being on the ladder, I started to climb faster down not paying attention to my foot placement. My boot slipped from underneath me, causing me to fall back first on the snow. I was left looking up at the sky, but luckily my backpack caught most of the fall. I got back up, looking at my hands and checking myself to make sure I wasn't turned or bleeding. Once my self-check was okay, 
I wandered back through the snow back over to the building where the others were able to see me finally in range. Guys, look. Holy shit, he did it. I darted as fast as I could through the snow, making my way over to the bay doors. Stu and Max reached their hands out helping me back inside. Yeah, don't celebrate just yet. I have some good news and bad news. Now that's what I call bringing down the roof. <laughs> Broadcasting from a more player twist and tranquility. Until next time, minions.